Hey, thanks for queuing up the podcast. Before we jump into this episode, I just wanted to make you aware of three music marketing resources with an emphasis on one in particular. There's a good chance you're already familiar with my flagship title called the Gorilla Music Marketing Handbook and perhaps even the 5-Minute Music Marketer. Both of those titles are well worth your time, but I want to make you aware of another title that doesn't quite get the attention as those two do. And that one is called The Nine Irrefutable Laws of Music Marketing. I'm really proud of this book, and I think you would get a lot out of it. And basically what it covers is what I consider to be nine timeless principles of music marketing. So regardless of the new website, app, or tool, because they're always changing, as you know, these are principles you can apply no matter what. They're timeless. They tap into that eternal connection that people have with music and with music makers. So I think you would get a lot out of this book. It's available on Amazon in at least a dozen countries in both paperback and ebook formats. So go check it out. The Nine Irrefutable Laws of Music Marketing. And now, enjoy the episode. This is the Music Marketing Podcast. So today, I want to talk to you about doors, but not actual physical doors. I'm talking about metaphorical doors or figurative doors, the doors that you knock on and that either open or stay closed related to your career in music or the arts or whatever it is that you do. So what do these doors represent? Well, there can be a wide variety of things related to your particular industry. They could be venues or media outlets. They could be record labels or book publishers, distributors. They could be managers, attorneys, producers, other people in your field who you might collaborate with. In essence, they're doors that represent someone or something that could potentially expose your work to more people or give you more clout in your industry, and so on. And so you have no doubt heard people over the years make references to these doors either opening or closing or people knocking on them. So I want to examine here different ways of thinking about these doors. So one way to think about them is all the doors that are not opening for you. No one's even acknowledging that you're knocking on them. And this usually happens early on in a career or at least with a new project where you're trying to make connections or get the word out, spread the message, and you're reaching out to people by email, leaving voicemail messages and, and DMs, and all you get in return is the sound of crickets. So in this case, these doors are not opening. And a very disempowering way of viewing this is getting cynical about it. And thinking to yourself, oh, no one cares about me. It's all about who you know. It doesn't matter how talented you are. You can come up with this story in your mind about all these closed doors and how you're on the outside and you're a victim. And that's not really a place where you want to spend much of your time in victimhood because you are not a victim. 
There are plenty of good reasons why those doors may not be opening. It could be that you still need to develop your skills or your talents. It could be that those people are just busy and they don't know you yet. It takes a while to get to know people in any industry to where they're receptive to your attempts to reach them. Also, it depends on how you're reaching out. What are you saying in these messages? Because they're only focused on you and being self-serving. That's really not going to endear you to a lot of people. Now, over the years, you have probably heard a lot of stories about someone who is persistent and determined, and they keep knocking on doors because they feel it's their rightful place to partner with some person or some company to give them wider exposure, and they get tons of rejection letters. You've certainly heard this over the decades about everyone from the Beatles to best-selling authors, how they were rejected in their early attempts. They kept knocking on doors. They kept asking. They kept submitting proposals and pitches. And finally, some smart person at a company said yes, and then that launched their careers. So that's another way to approach this, is that you're just going to keep on knocking, keep on asking. It's a numbers game. You're not going to let the closed doors keep you from pushing forward. And that is a way, an admirable way, I suppose, to approach your career. Now, there's another approach to this, and I have to admit it's one that I have used and I recommend. It really resonates with me. And that is I ignore the doors that are not opening, and I go to the ones that are open. I focus on the people who sort of get me. They welcome me into their world. So basically, it's more of a downstream approach. Instead of fighting your way against the current and being frustrated, all these people are not responding to you, you just pay attention to who is receptive to your creative output and who you are as a person. Those are the people and the places where you focus your attention, especially in those early stages of your career. One of my favorite quotes comes from Reverend Run from Run DMC, and he once said, I go where I'm celebrated, not where I'm tolerated. And he said this during uh, an interview where he was talking about the twists and turns in his own career and life journey. And basically what he's saying there is don't try to win over people that don't get you or who aren't responding to you. At least they're not responding to you now. But focus on the people who celebrate you, who welcome you in, who appreciate who you are and where you are right now. Because those are your early supporters. Those are the members of your early core fan base. And nurturing those relationships now, instead of being consumed with how am I going to win over people that don't care, that's going to serve you well. And those people will then help you spread the word to a wider audience. So I like this approach for so many reasons. That way you don't get obsessed about the people who aren't responding. You just stay focused on who is saying yes and who is opening that door and welcoming you in. Here's another aspect of this that I find to be quite profound. It's another thing I have done many times in my own life, and it's this. Instead of knocking on door after door after door, that other people have created, why not build your own door? Hmm, there's a concept. Because all these doors that you've been knocking on represent platforms and vehicles and companies 
that have already established their own thing. And by knocking on those doors, you're just attempting to tap into their existing success. And that's fine. But you do have another option. You can build your own door. Back in my mid to late 20s, instead of submitting articles to local newspapers to cover local bands and talk about music-related topics that I was interested in, instead of waiting for people to acknowledge me and agree to run my ideas in their publications, I started my own publication. Yes, this is back in the pre-internet days. This was actually a print publication called Spotlight Magazine, and I ended up running that for 10 years. So I created my own platform, my own vehicle to get my writing out. And that vehicle also served as a way to get other writers and freelancers who I brought on board to also get their stuff out into the world, at least in the St. Louis, Missouri area where I published this. And even though I've had a couple of books that were published by traditional publishers, 14 of my 16 paperback books I published myself. So again, instead of waiting around for someone to deem me worthy, I just said, I'm going to put this out on my own. I'm going to figure it out. Yes, there's a learning curve here, but I'm willing to do that work to get my stuff out into the world. And time and time again throughout my life, I've taken this approach. So just realize if you're knocking on all these doors and you're getting frustrated, you can build your own door, create your own platform, create your own vehicle to get your message out into the world. And that can be a website, a blog, it can be a podcast, it could be a YouTube channel or something else. And just one final thought on this. I think I can best explain this by sharing with you the approach that I took as a young author many years ago. So the traditional way of getting a book out into the world is is to push it through the system. Let's just use that wording where you push it through the system. And so you Take a book idea and you pitch it and get it approved by a publisher. That publisher then gets the book printed and gets it in the pipeline with a distributor who then distributes it to uh, bookstores. This is the old pre-internet days again. And then that makes it available to the end user, to readers and the general public. So that's how I always viewed the traditional path. You're pushing it through the system to get to that end user. Well, I realized in the early days of the internet, when I got online, even back in the 90s, that that what I was really interested in was reaching that end user. Let's just take all those other hurdles you have to jump through, take them out of the equation, and using this new thing called the internet, I could go directly to the reader. And those early titles that I published were on the topics of music marketing and building a music career. So I knew that active working musicians with an independent mindset were my ideal readers. So that's what I did. I made articles available to any music website that wanted to run them. And at the end of each one, there was a paragraph encouraging people to get on my email list. And then when Amazon and other websites started welcoming independent authors to distribute their books there, I jumped on that. And so I first developed a relationship with the end user. And over the years, as the popularity of my books and my reputation uh, as an author grew, then those people started going to bookstores and going to libraries and even their universities and colleges and requesting the book. And what ended up happening is instead of pushing those books through the system, they were pulled through the system 
by the readers, by the people who enjoyed them and were seeking them out and recommending them to their friends. So over time, doors that would have been closed to me as a young, unknown author were now opening because there was a demand. I was creating a demand with the end user. So that's yet another way to think about this. Who knew a conversation about doors would be so wide-ranging? I hope you found this helpful. The best way that you can reward me for listening to this is actually to take these ideas and put them into action. Hopefully this will shift your thinking so that maybe you approach this whole door concept in a different way, in a way that will actually propel your career forward. That's my hope for you. Thanks for all you do to express your creativity and share it with the world. I wish you the best, and I'll talk to you again real soon on the next episode. So long for now. Right.